All right, praise the Lord. Today I am beginning a new series that we call Faith as a Seed. That's beautiful. Look at that. Isn't that beautiful? You know, the seed is one of the most powerful things on earth is a seed. A seed has unlimited potential. Absolutely unlimited. Jesus talked about the hundredfold return on seed sowing. One seed, if you think about it, can produce, let's say, let's say if you have one apple seed and you plant one apple tree, what are you going to get from that one apple tree in a few years? Hundreds of apples, right? Maybe tons of apples. And each apple has what? Seeds in it, right? So from each one of those seeds, you could plant another orchard. You know, if you had a few acres of ground and a little bit of water and a handful of seeds, you could literally make yourself wealthy just like that. Hmm? Praise the Lord. Amen. That's the way God designed planet Earth. And who did he design it this way for? His people. His people. Unfortunately, most of God's people have never really gotten a revelation of the power of a seed. But during the next few weeks, we are going to be uh, educated by the scriptures and by the, the master himself on the power of a seed. So if you want to open with me to Mark chapter 4, I'd like to begin reading with verse 1. And he began to teach by the seaside, and there was gathered unto him a great multitude, so that he entered into a ship and sat in the sea, and the whole multitude was by the sea on the land. And he taught them many things by parables, and he said unto them in his doctrine, Hearken, behold. Does anybody know what hearken means? It means listen up, listen up. And behold, that, what does that mean? That means look at here. So he was insisting on their undivided attention. Why would the Lord insist on somebody's undivided attention? Because he knows if their attention is divided, they will never receive the full benefit of the words that he is speaking. Sometimes people that can sit in church uh, their whole life, and you know, we've been pastoring for a few years. We're about to celebrate five years. November 2nd is going to be five years. But we've noticed, uh, even before we were pastoring, but especially since, that sometimes people can sit in church for years and never get revelation from the Word of God. How could that be? Well, perhaps they're not giving it their undivided attention. You know, you have to train your mind. Part of my job is to train you to pay attention. You know, amen, praise the Lord. And I know that our, in our flesh and in our mind sometimes, we don't want to pay attention. We want to be entertained. Amen, amen, amen. Well, if you want to get a college degree, that professor's not always up there entertaining you now, is he? It's nice, it's nice if he can speak in tones that are not complete monotone, a totally boring right speaker. That'd be helpful if he has some voice inflection and an element of interest and entertainment in, in the uh, proceedings. But nevertheless, you're not going to be graded on whether or not you enjoyed it. You're going to be graded on whether or not you got anything out of it that you can uh, uh, condense into into concise thought. Amen? Praise the Lord. So why would it be any different in the kingdom of God? He taught them many things in parables. Hearken, behold, there went out a sower to sow. What's a sower? 
somebody that plants. It means to cast seed or to plant seed. A sower went out to sow, and it came to pass as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and the fowls of the air devoured it up. And some fell on stony ground, where it had not much earth, and immediately it sprang up, because it had uh, no depth of earth. And when the sun was up, it was scorched, because it had no root, it withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no fruit. And other fell on good ground, and did yield fruit that sprang up and increased, and brought forth some thirty, some sixty, and some a hundred. And he said unto him, He that has ears to hear, let him hear. Now is there anybody, do you suppose, that was in that crowd today that did not have ears on the side of their coconut? Then why would Jesus say something like that? Because he's talking about intentional hearing. Intentional, say intentional hearing. Intentional hearing will result in intentional harvest. That's right. We have to become intentional about the way that we hear. And when he was alone, they that were about him with the twelve asked of him the parable. And he said unto, him, unto them, Unto you it is given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God, but unto those outside all these things are done in parables. You see, the word of God is actually encoded, encrypted, and must be interpreted by your spirit. It cannot be interpreted by the mind. That, the, the kind of church you're sitting in today is a Holy Ghost church. What, what the Lord is giving you through this ministry is not mental information. It is spiritual revelation. And it, it has a cumulative effect on your heart, your soul, your mind, your life, your finances, and your health if and when you receive it in the Spirit as revelation. It's ringing a little bit. You could probably turn down something, probably the, the, these speakers here a little bit. Yeah, that's, that's a little better. Thank you. Unto you it is given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God, but unto those that are outside, outside of what? Well, outside of the hearing. They've chosen to not hear with their heart. See, it's a choice you have to make. Intentional hearing is a choice you have to make. If we do not make a choice to intentionally hear, we are the ones that are outside just hearing a parable. Wow, that sounds really cool. But you know, the parables of Jesus without spiritual revelation may to the outsider seem like the uh, Aesop's fables, the sayings of Confucius, the Quran, the writings of Joseph Smith, or anybody else. Hmm? But the Bible and the Word of God is a living thing that is encoded and encrypted with a message for your spirit man. But it must be intentionally taken. You know, I noticed during communion today, I didn't have to go out there and pour it all in anybody's... I didn't have to do this to y'all, did I? Y'all came and took it, huh? Why did you come and take it? Because you want to take it, right? You, had, you got up out of your seat and moved thyself all up in here and grabbed it off of that table just like you belong here, huh? That's the way you have to do with the revelation that is coming from the Word of God. Can you say amen? All right. 
Unto you it is given, I'm in verse 11, to, uh, unto you it is given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God, but unto those that are outside, all these things are just parables. That seeing they may see and not perceive. And hearing they may hear and not understand. Lest at any time they should be converted and their sins should be forgiven them. Now right here, Jesus, you see, you see the... the the Gospels, we're reading from Mark's Gospel today, right? Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John were four of the first century writers of the Gospels. They wrote firsthand accounts of the life and ministry of Jesus. And, and, and his ministry was condensed into three and a half years. You can read through Mark in, in less than three and a half hours. So all you're seeing is snapshots of Jesus' messages. And I got news for you. He repeated the same messages Everywhere he went, he had a handful of messages, and basically, it, it all started with this revelation of the kingdom and seed and words, and they're all related. D Jesus didn't talk about, you know, well, geophysics over here in, in one village and, and, you know, politics over here and sports over there. It was the kingdom message that he, pre that he preached everywhere he went. And the kingdom message, under the, the heading of the kingdom message, you have faith. Love, obedience, seed, and so on and so forth, right? That's all under the kingdom message. But Jesus shared the same ideas everywhere he went. Now, in Mark's gospel, he just got through saying that seeing they may see uh, and, and not perceive, hearing they may hear and not understand, lest at any time they should be converted. Now, the other gospel writers didn't say, and their sins should be forgiven them. Do you see the last line right there in red? The other gospel writers said, uh, that seeing they may see and not perceive, and hearing they may hear and not understand, lest at any time they should be converted, and I should heal them. Now he's quoting Isaiah. And the Apostle Paul in Acts chapter 28 quotes Isaiah also, and says, lest at any time I should heal them. Why don't some people get healed? There it is. Why don't some people prosper, even though they go to a prosperity teaching church for decades? There it is right, here, right there. They're, they're, they're sitting in, it, in the church, hearing with these paddles. But there's no intentional hearing, because intentional hearing is as a seed that will produce faith. It is absolutely inevitable. It is absolutely a kingdom pro principle that... that Works every time we work it. Can you say amen? How come some people can go to church their whole life and not get saved? How come some preachers go to hell? Here it is right here. They see, but they don't perceive. They hear, but they're not intentionally hearing. They're not taking the word of God as a revelation. They're assimilating it as mental information. Just like you would any other religion. They're not cracking the code by the Holy Ghost. The Word of God is encrypted messages to your spirit man, which must be in, uh, in, uh, interpreted by your, the Holy Ghost in you to your spirit man. <laughs> That's the truth. That's the truth. The, the, the Bible is a code book. That's why some people can read it and get nothing. 
Less than any time they should be converted, their sins should be forgiven them. Next, please. And he said unto them, don't you know this parable? Don't you guys understand this parable? How are you supposed to know any parable if you don't understand this, this principle of the word of God about the sower sowing the word? People say, well, how come this person didn't get saved? How come this person didn't get healed? Jesus says, you don't understand kingdom principles. Healing works when we work it, just like salvation. People, can I be nice? Can I be sweet to y'all here today? Amen. I'm, I'm, Cindy on the way to church told me, be nice, be sweet. Amen. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Aren't you glad I got the Holy Ghost in the car with me all the way to church? Amen. People want to blame God when somebody doesn't get healed. You know it and I do too, right? I mean, we, we don't in this house. But people that don't have a revelation of kingdom principles will question God. And I can tell you, good friends of mine have left church for good because somebody didn't get healed. As if God's not doing his part. Now, now if, if a farmer doesn't get a harvest... Who's he got to blame for that? Come on now, what we say? Springtime is what? It's, it's sowing, right? Summer is testing. Fall is harvest. And he's talking to us about seasons today. Fall is harvest. Come on now, we're coming into fall. here is I'm going to teach you how to harvest. Amen. Amen. I, I, can tell you, I can tell you there's times. I'm just going to cut to the chase here. Give it to you on the first day, all right? You harvest with your mouth. In the book of Isaiah, I don't have the scripture in front of me. We'll get to it here in the next couple weeks or something. I have given you a new sharp threshing instrument having teeth. <laughs> I like to roll my R's when I use the word. Some of this Elizabethan English, right? You got to say it at harvest time. That's mine. I'm taking it. And you gotta be you gotta be aggressive. You gotta be assertive. You can't be a sissy Christian and harvest. It's never gonna happen. You can you can sow all your life and you can endure testing all your life. I'm just in a season of testing. I'm in a dry place. Well, come on and harvest. Right. Amen. Come on. You harvest with your mouth. I can remember a time I was like three months behind on my radio bills. I didn't complain to anybody. I never said anything on the radio about it. I just said, God, I got to have $5,000 to keep this up. I just, I'm just not doing this anymore. I'm, you want me on the radio? I need $5,000 like right now in Jesus' name. I've already got seed in the ground. I'm already a sower. I'm, I'm already a tither. I'm already a giver. One seed has unlimited potential. Amen. And how many seeds have you sown in good faith and good ground and you're sitting there just enduring testing like a good little Christian at? Like summer goes on and on and on and on. Summer's not supposed to. Cindy just got through teaching us. Summer's not supposed to go on and on and on and on and on in your life. It's not supposed to be 100 degrees in November. <laughs> I wish it wasn't 100 degrees on half of August, but boy, howdy, it was a warm one, wasn't it? That's testing. I said, God, i got to have $5,000. i got to have it pretty much right now. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not going to call these people and say, well, I'll send you a little bit. I'm not doing this anymore. Right. And I got aggressive. I got assertive. I showed the devil my teeth. <laughs> I started saying, I'm claiming $5,000. I'm showing you my teeth, right? you got to act like you know what you're talking about. You can't say, well, I just hope I get $5,000. You ain't getting nothing. 
You're not getting anything that way. You don't get anything at King Supers that way. Go stand in the middle of King Supers and say, well, I wish I had an apple. <laughs> you got to go get you some. Like you know what you're doing, amen. Praise the Lord. Isaiah 41.15. That's your next tattoo, Isaiah 41.15. All right. I have given you a new sharp threshing instrument having teeth. Threshing means harvesting. They cut down that, that ripe wheat with a threshing instrument. He says, I'm giving you one that's got some teeth. You got to say it. So I started saying, I'm claiming $5,000. Friend, I could just tell you, every time I've worked this, it has worked. When I got behind on my bills or something, this is how we got our rolling miracle in 2008. I wrote down in my Bible, I said, we're demanding a turnaround in the name of Jesus. Amen. We just started talking like we meant business. I'm, I'm doing my best to be sweet and loving, and, but I got to coach you a little bit too. You know, coach don't always just pet everybody, you know, and give you all a lollipop. Sometimes you got to, right? I'm claiming $5,000 in Jesus' name. Sometimes, Gene, you've got to get mad. Amen. Amen. If your harvest is out there rotting in the field and you've already, you know what it cost you to plant that? That field. What did that cost you to sow all that seed? All the blood, sweat, and tears went into that. And then you've endured. And bless God, you're supposed to be having a harvest. Amen. Praise the Lord, God, help me, Lord, to be sweet and to teach the word of God so that people can get it, God, so it can change lives in the name of Jesus, so we don't go around the same mountain again, Lord. Help us, Lord. Yeah, I said, I'm, I'm claiming $5,000. I had a little old lady, Reva Porcy. I don't know, I never met her. She sounded like she's 100 years old or something when I'm... When she called me, I don't know. She said, I just had this big sack of money here. I'm looking for somewhere to send it. Amen. Your name kept coming up. So go ahead and send it, sister. You done heard from God, amen. <laughs> <laughs> I had a check in the mail in a day or two, $5,000. I can't tell you how many times that's worked for me. But you got to act like you know what you're doing. I mean, a farmer goes out there to harvest. He don't just kind of drive around, meander around out there in the field with that combine. He acts like he knows what he's doing, goes this way and that way. He gets the truck ready so he can dump all the grain in that truck next to him. And when that truck's full, he don't just keep dumping it on the ground. He waits till the next truck comes. It's a process. Love you, Lord Jesus. Love you, Lord. Thank you for the word, Lord. Let it make a difference in our lives. Let it be life-changing. Let it be destiny-changing, Lord, in Jesus' name. Verse 14, here we go. The sower sows the word. He's going he's to reveal the mysteries of the kingdom of God. The sower is sowing what? The word. These are they by the wayside where the word is sown. When they've heard the word, Satan comes when? Immediately. After a couple weeks. And, you know, he's not just going to come once until you train him. As long as you're going to be a pushover, he's going to keep knocking on your door. Anybody ever deal with a bully? There's only one way to deal with a bully. Stand up to him, show him you're ready to fight. And I find, I don't care how big and bad they are, they will, they, after one tussle with you, they don't want no more. They'll leave that one alone, man. It'll be nothing but claws and teeth and you lose hair and everything. Just leave that one alone. 
Amen. I don't know. I'm not a great fighter, but I do know how to get a brother off of me. Amen. I will bite, scratch, pull hair, whatever, bro. Amen. It's going to be one time. You're going to know. <laughs> Leave that crazy person alone, man. Amen. These are they by the wayside where the word is sown when they have heard. When they have Say when they have heard. Remember what Jesus said. Seeing they don't perceive. Hearing they don't hear. They don't get it in their heart. They get it in their head, but they never get it in their heart. Satan comes immediately. And he comes repeatedly. And he comes every time because he knows he can get it one time. He's going to get it again. He takes away the word that was sown in their heart. You know, Satan hates your guts. You know that? But there's one thing he hates even more than you. He hates the word of God. Because he knows it's a seed that is destiny changing. That it will change your destiny eternally. He's got to get the word out of your heart. Or he's got to get you to uh, receive it from here up and, you know, pretend like you're acting on it. Man, we've seen this over and over and over again. People say, yeah, amen, yeah, I'm, yeah, we're working on it, man, we're working on it. We're working on changing our words. And then you know, as soon as your back is turned, they talk any way they want to. I say, how are you feeling? Well, I know God's going to heal me someday. No, he ain't. No, he's not. People that tell me that, I could just, you could just might as well cut to the chase, save us all a lot of hassle. I know God's going to heal me someday. No, he's not, bro. No, God's not going to heal you someday. Someday never comes. People die that way. We've seen people die that way. I know if I just keep researching my condition that God's somehow going to show me something. God already showed you something. You didn't see it. Seeing you don't perceive. Hearing you don't hear. There's no conversion. There's no revelation. These are they by the wayside where the word is sown. When they have heard, Satan comes immediately. Takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. Next please. These are they likewise which are sown on stony ground. Who when they have heard the word, immediately receive it with gladness. Oh dear brother, sister, how many times have we seen this? And how many times have we done this? We're like, yeah, man, that's cool. I love that. That sounds good. But you know, it never, gets, it never percolates down below your neck. It's just all in your mind. You don't meditate on it. You go back out there, and I'll show you what it is that keeps it from going from here. But I'll show you what it is that prevents the word of God from ever penetrating down into your heart. I'm going to show you before you leave here today. You'll never forget it. And these are they likewise when they have, uh, when they're, which are sown on stony ground, who when they have heard the word, yeah, yeah, I'm going to a convention, yeah. You see them next year, oh, I don't know, man, I tried all that, it didn't work for me. Man, I can tell you people that have had a genuine conversion that are in jail today. Because they went right back out there and let the devil take the word of God out of their heart. Say, not me, buddy. Not me. Ain't happening to me. It's not not me. You're the one that decides whether what could. <laughs> You're the one that decides the condition of your own heart. You're the one that decides whether or not I'm going to receive the word of God as a seed. Only you. I can't make that decision. I can, man, I can coach you, encourage you, yell at you. All that, <laughs> give you a spit shower bath on Sunday morning, amen. But unless and until you make a decision, I'm going to be good ground, my heart is going to be good ground for the soil, for the seed of God's word, unless and until I make that decision, praise his holy name, I'm not going to see the destiny changing power of the word of God in my life. It's not going to happen. 
Might as well save us all a lot of hassle and let you know the truth. Amen. I'd rather disappoint people with the truth. Better than, better than telling people, well, just keep trying. Maybe someday God in his sovereignty and all in God's timing, maybe God will someday kind of hear your little old mealy mouth prayer. No, he ain't. God's not going to hear no mealy mouth prayer. Praise the Lord. Who's getting something out of this? Amen. <laughs> I am having a blast. And uh, these have no root in themselves. Where? Where? They have no root in themselves. And so endure but for a time. You know, you wrestlers in the room, uh, you, you got to endure what? Three of those three-minute rounds? Sometimes you got to go into overtime? What if you just quit in the middle of them rounds? You're done. It's over. You got to endure how long? Till you win. These endure for a time. Afterward, when affliction or persecution arises for the word's sake, they get their little feelings hurt all right. Well, the devil's going to send you somebody that's going to make you feel like a fool for listening to the word of God, for having it on your phone, for listening into your, in your car, for staying in that church. Why would you keep going there? Hmm? Why would I listen to somebody who's offended? Why would I listen to somebody who got their feelings hurt? Me and Cindy, we've had our feelings hurt many times. That, does, that is not the guiding principle in my life, whether or not I get my feelings hurt. We've had our feelings hurt many times in church. And we ain't never going to quit. I don't care if the devil likes it or not. I don't care if you like it or not. <laughs> Amen. Amen. When affliction or persecution arises for the word's sake, immediately. How soon? They already were offended. They're already mad at the preacher. I'm not here to placate everybody. And I'm not going to do it. Praise the, praise the Lord. I love you, Lord Jesus. Jesus didn't do it. Jesus didn't go around placating everybody. When they didn't understand and they, they, they left, he says, you guys want to go too? Remember that? And these are they which are sown among thorns, say thorns, such as hear the word, and the cares of this world. Pastor, you just don't understand. I have all these pressures and all this junk, and my, my dog psychiatrist, you know, told me I got to, you know, whatever. I mean, I got in-law issues and bank issues and I bounced a check and I everybody you know my mama dresses me funny and everybody hates me and just whatever you got problems welcome to planet earth I mean come on welcome to planet earth what planet did you drop off of where there's no problems everybody's got the same nonsense to deal with here on planet earth all of all I said I'm smiling I'm being sweet we all got the same junk we're dealing with we all deal with relationship issues we all deal with money issues, health issues, emotional issues. Hello, glory, praise the Lord. That's good preaching. It's some people make up their mind, I, I don't care about the issues. I'm going to stay on the word of God because it's faith as a seed will demand a harvest. It's coming. I'm just in a period of testing. I'm going to make it through the period of testing. How do you make it through a, a, a period of testing anyway? You know, the, the, the Bible equates water 
to the word of God. When it's really hot, man, you get better get you a bunch of water, right? I don't go out here when it's 100 degrees without a big cooler full of ice down cold drinks. Right? I know when I'm being tested, I better have a bunch of water. And so you had better. When you're being tested, you better get your podcast going. You better get your Bible app, whatever it is. And you better water that seed, friend. Amen. Because that seed is being tested. And, it, man, that, that heat can really, really, really hurt a little baby seed, can't it? That's right. Come on now. And the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, and the lusts of other things entering in choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. All right. It's 1130. I, I, I preach myself so happy here. I just uh, ran myself clean out of time. But I'm going to show you this. Would you turn on the lights? Pretty please. Pretty please. I'm going to show you this. Go back a couple of verses here. These are they um, by the wayside where the word is sown, I think. Excellent. So let's start with... Um, Let's start with this one. These are they by the wayside where the word is sown. Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their heart. Okay, I need this one here. Thank you. So if he takes it away immediately, it's like it never hit that ground, right? So there's just some soil, right? It'd be about like this. Here's a little packet of seeds. See this? This, is, this says this is uh, mint seeds. You think that would grow mint? Yes. Who, who believes those mint seeds would grow mint? Okay. Let's see if that anything happens there. Okay. What's the next one? These are they likewise which are sown on stony ground. Hmm. Let's see what we got here. <laughs> All right. What? Stony ground. Okay. We're going to see if this will work. Okay, Jack? All right. This says this here is uh, basil. Who believes that's basil? Wouldn't lie to you, that's basil. You think that'll grow? You think basil seeds will grow? Yes. Think they'll grow? Let's, let's just see about that then. All right, here we go. There you go. We're going to put the word of God on you. I know your heart's full of hardness and unforgiveness and pride, but we're going to give you the word of God anyway, see what gives, okay? All right, next please. These are they that have no root in themselves and so endure but for a time afterward when, the per, uh, when affliction or persecution arises for the word's sake. That's still the same one, right? Immediately they are offended, right? These are they which are sown among thorns. All right, thorns, thorns, thorns. Okay. What we got here is we got some thistle seed. I went out and got this up by the driveway. Now, who's willing to bet that this thistle could come up in this jar of rocks and the basil won't? Michael's in the groundskeeping business. He knows it will, huh, Gene? We're going to put some thistle in here and see if that 
See if that thistle will come up in a jar of rocks. Right? When the basil, and see if the basil can compete with it, all right? These are they which are sown among thorns. What's thorns, by the way? Thorns is demonic influence. The seeds of demonic influence will grow in a hard heart. What's demonic influence? Well, it could be all kinds of stuff. But we open the door to demonic influence with things like unforgiveness. Uh, meditating in the wrong thing. Having the wrong thing on your computer or on your phone. Looking at it all the time. You keep sowing those thistle seeds in your life and they're going to grow. You, they're going to grow. Next, please. The cares of this world. This is the, this is the, the thorns and the thistles of life. The cares of this world. The deceitfulness of riches. Here's this one here. This is the next one. The cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, the lusts of other things, entering in, choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. Here's, here's the cares of this world. Are you supposed to take care of your house and your kids and your family? Yes. Right? Right. Are you supposed to, right? You're supposed to take care of business at home, right? How about, do you want a new car? Who wants a new car? Don't lie to pastor now. Who wants a new car? I want a new car. If the new car is your whole life and that's all you can think about and all you meditate about, that represents the care of this world. If, you're, if your family has problems, and they all do, and that's all you can think about and all you can talk about and all you can meditate about, that's the care of this world, the, the, uh, the lusts of other, the pressure of other things entering and choking the word. Now let me ask you something. Do you think that we could plant some of this mint in here? Let's just go ahead and see what happens, right? Do you think it'll grow? Who thinks it'll grow? I don't really think it will. You know why? Because there's already something there taking its place, taking the water, taking the nutrients, and, and try to get a new... Trying to get a new baby thing growing where you've already got something established is awful difficult. All right. Next. These are they which are sown in good ground. What do you think we got here? We got some good ground here, boy. We got some good ground. And we're just going to see if we can't just cowboy up some, some plants in this thing here. All right? I mean, I'm just going to give it a little stir, right? you got to stir up the gift of God, Paul wrote to Timothy, right? Stir it up a little bit. And then we're going to take these four, and we're going to keep these in church while I'm on this message, okay? And we're going to see what happens. We treated, you, saw, you saw what I did, right? There's no, there's no hidden ball trick here, right? So we're going to... Give him some water. Give him some water. Give him some water. <laughs> Give him some water. Right? Treat them all about the same, didn't I? And we're just going to see what grows and what don't. Amen? Can you see how simple this is? Can you see how simple this is? It's so simple. You, gotta, you have to cherish 
the word of God like it's the most valuable thing in your life. And it is, if, I, if that's all I could tell you today, there's nothing as valuable as the word of God to you. And when you start acting like it, something's going to start growing in you. Isn't that right? Who can say that's true? Who knows that's true? Amen. All right, you can stand up. <laughs>